I, me hearties, would you like to travel with me back in time to a place where we can search for buried treasure? Or would you like to come and hang out with Sherlock Holmes, the elementary, my dear Watson? Find the clues and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's explore, shall we? Time. It is time. It is time. Time for the That's Frank podcast. That's my name is Bob. Bob, hello. My name is Liam. Hello, Liam. Oh, man. How's, how's, the, how's the day other than very warm? Uh, top three. Top three days. Oh. Look, this is top three days of the week so far. Well, it is only Tuesday, so that's pretty good. It's a pretty good sign. <laughs> that is a pretty good sign. Welcome back to That's Rank Podcast, Welcome a podcast back. where we rank things of interest. We do. You can find us. That's Rank Pod. On yep. Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, and at Gmail. If you send us an email. That's right. That's Rank Pod on all of the things. So yep. please send us a like. Yeah. Comment on things. Because yep. apparently, this is what I've learned. What, what, what is that? Man? The, algorithm is, the algorithm is just fed by likes and comments and all that kind of stuff. If there's none of that. If there's no, then it just sinks to the bottom. It sinks to the bottom. Yeah. Yep. You know? It's like Santa. It's like Santa's sleigh. It runs on, on, on Christmas spirit. It d- does it. And we are, you know, this is science, Liam. That's oh, science. Okay. And we are like Santa's sleigh. Mm-hmm. We need the spirit of our fans, the That's true. interaction and the support and the, the pumping it up to, to get the word out there. So here's the question. Otherwise, we, we can't rank things anymore. That's true. And mm-hmm. who's going to be our Rudolph mm-hmm. with their red nose leading the way? And, you, and the audience will be sitting there going, top three times I let one get away. We will be number one on most people's list. We will be the number one, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the one that got away. Yep. There will be first girlfriend yep. or boyfriend. Yep. There will be uh, the million dollar investment idea. Yes. That you had when you know back in the back in you know twenty years ago. Yep. And then um, was, at number one, there'll be the that's ranked pod. There'll <laughs> yeah. be that's ranked pod, and they'll yeah. be like, "That will be number one." They'll be like, "Oh, curse it! If only, if only I followed them on Twitter and, and commented on some of their things and, and spruked the word. And that's I'd right. I still have a podcast, isn't it? And that's right. And to be fair, or, and also, <laughs> alternatively, you want to be that person who can say, you know, when we obviously make it big. Skyrocket to the top. I, I was one of the first. That's true. I was one of the first to listen to these fine gentlemen. That's true. Talking about all sorts of delightful things. Yeah. yeah. Ranking whatever they jolly well please. That's true. Oh, and, and, and on that note, actually... Don't despair, everyone who's given us ideas for the for the rank bank. We haven't forgotten about you. Um, some of these ones just need a bit of time to kind of curate and get some ideas together. Yep. Um, or in my case, you know, watch a movie. Um, so, <laughs> so don't despair. We'll have some more rank banks very soon. Don't What's you the very notion of the rank bank, isn't it? It's just to put it away for later. That's right. And then we'll just we'll start to, you know, disseminate them. That's right. That's right. <laughs> disseminate maybe is not the right choice of words. Well, you used it. The rank bank, you, definitely, you definitely used it. <laughs> Unapologetically so. I remain unapologetic. Do you know one thing I noticed, uh, that I've noticed recently though, in relation to the social media game and stuff mm. like that, is how how much work it actually is. Mm. Like I think a lot of people think you can just jump into social media, uh, make a post, make it go viral, and all of a sudden you're a millionaire. Boom. Done. It's that easy. We're waiting for it. Mm. Hopefully soon. Yeah. It's the salt bay approach. We all, just, we all just want to be salt bay. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure his idea was, I'll start this massively expensive restaurant. <laughs> I'll have this really flamboyant way of cutting my meat and doing my salt, bounce it so elegantly off yeah. my, off my elbow. It's going to go viral. Yeah. He, and he did. Yeah. And now he can charge $4,000 for a steak. Yeah. yeah. Is what? it really $4,000 for a steak? Is that research, Liam? You want me to research salt bay? No, it was not recent. <laughs> I'll tell you my I'll tell you my point of information. I watched the big fat quiz of the year, twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a question about about this uh, particular lady who went to Salt oh, Bay's restaurant right. and was shocked and appalled at the mm. pricing of said gold covered, like mm. actual gold covered steak. Yeah, she was like this influencer, right? It, I, I'm assuming I'm not really uh, abreast yeah. on all of the uh, British. Celebrities, yeah. quote unquote, or influencers, or influencers. I mean, some people would put those two in the same category. I personally wouldn't, but let's say that they are. Mm. But she walks in and she's all like, "Oh, it's lovely. Look, I'm at Salt Bay's restaurant. Oh, it's fucking beautiful, isn't it?" And Salt Bay's just behind her, like just stalking and making sure his face is is, 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 pre- is present. Yeah, yeah, Clever yeah. marketing, very yeah. well done. Yeah. 
She sits down with him. He brings out this, like this, and this steak is not small. It's monstrous. Like it's not like a little, little, little ribeye, whatever they call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's like the full leg of the fucking yeah. cow, yeah. all covered in gold leaf. It's like they've they've killed the the cow version of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. That's right. And they've taken a whole slab off the side. That's right. And they've chucked it on. And I would I would probably pay four grand for a bite of Dwayne the Rock Johnson's thigh. Let's be real. I'd break my teeth. Oh, look, he's an ambitious, uh, innovative man. Maybe one day you'll have your chance. Oh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> and then you'll be able to smell what the rock is cooking, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> oh, he, he does work out a lot, so I'm not too sure if that's why I want to... be chewy. The rock would be chewy. Oh, no, he wouldn't. He'd be, he'd be granite. He'd be, he'd be rock solid, pardon the pun. That's what I mean by chewy. Oh. Like it'd be tough. Gotcha, gotcha. Tough gotcha. meat. Tough, tough meat. meat. Yeah. Tough meat. It wouldn't melt in the mouth. It wouldn't melt in the mouth. No. But no, this lady and this, this influencer was shocked when she had to pay the bill for said right. $45,000 steak. She decided not to research this before. She did a lamb. She did. didn't do any research beforehand. She did a lamb and didn't research a thing. <laughs> Silly Billy. But no, I realize I realized that up, upkeeping the social media is quite tough. Like you know, that's exhausting. I just I just posted something onto our yeah. onto our thing. Yeah. Do you know how long that took me? Seven months. Yeah. Like yeah. just planning, <laughs> <laughs> working on the script. You know, it's a lot, man. But these people do it every day. Green screen it. You have to green screen it. You know. You know. You have to organize a celebrity cameo. That's right. Yeah. It. it, it no. But you're right. It's a hundred percent. It's an exhausting yeah. process, and you just got to maintain it. Day in, day out, hustle, 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 hustle. Yeah. And like, you know, every now and then, like, I, I, every now and then I'm proud of my tweet, for example. I'll be like, oh, that was a good tweet. Yeah. And then the next day I'll be like, okay, well, let's just follow that one up. And I'm like. Crickets. Yeah, crickets. Yeah. Like, uh, Twitter, Twitter, Twitter block. Tweet block. Did you, have you been blocked? Have you ever had No, a- it was in writer's block. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Well, I must, I must have I, re- I realise now the confusion of saying <laughs> I've been Twitter blocked. Um, yeah. yeah, I've been Twitter blocked because, you know. Vaccines of the devil. That's and, it. Uh, 5G is going to spread. I'm a Marjorie Green. Uh, Marjorie Taylor stand. Green. I'm a Marjorie Taylor Green stand. Yeah, wow. absolutely. absolutely. So she got blocked. I get blocked. Uh, hashtag not a Marjorie Taylor Green. <laughs> and just so you know that. Um, I like how you integrated the uh, hashtag. To, into know, that, yeah. <laughs> hashtag just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag sarcasm. <laughs> Do you know what? You have to do that sometimes when it comes to uh, yeah. when it comes to these things. Yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Well, sarcasm is a hard thing to communicate in text, anyway. Oh god, yeah. I mean, we've all been there. Yeah. Well, nowadays it's the um, it's the backslash s apparently is like the uh, is the denotation oh. of sarcasm. Ah, oh, is that what that is? Yeah. So if you see that someone being sarcastic, because yeah, obviously when you go on on forums and you yeah. post something and yeah. you're obviously tongue in cheek yeah. saying something, I thought know. it was a I thought it was a little. Uh, Baby snake hiding oh. under a board, leaning up against a wall. Yeah, it's one of those really detailed, and deep <laughs> emojis. <laughs> I love. I love to see you just go and explain that to somebody, and they're like, "Did you? Is that what you thought it was?" Bless you, sir. That is what it looks like, though. Or a little bit of spaghetti, yeah. you know, that you've just left under under the packet. So you've yeah. taken all the other spaghetti. And there's a little bit of spaghetti that you've left mm. under the packet. And that's what it is. Or someone someone writes, "Yeah, like that's ever going to happen." Slash S, and then you reply, "Yeah, I'm pretty hungry too, actually." <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable! A great tangent to start the episode. Absolutely, you gotta love them. What are we ranking today, man? Well, as you probably could have told from the top, my my, my little pirate impression and my little. Uh, Actually, why would you be able to tell? That doesn't make any sense at all. We're ranking pirates. Yeah, ranking pirates. <laughs> our favourite moments with the and pirates British, of Penzance. British detectives. That's right. No, we're ranking our, our top time travel destinations. Mm. So places if we had a time travel machine, mm-hmm. places in time that would be fascinating to go back and check out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I got a bit stumped with this. Did and you? as a result, I feel like my top three are just very narrow. <laughs> because I was like, what are we talking about here? We're talking about a place... I kind of realised coming into this today that I've ranked my list based on the assumption that I'm time travelling there and I'm stuck there. Right. And then because it's, it's a place that I'd live. Okay. And then I realised maybe it's actually not the case. Maybe we're talking – so what are we talking about here? What's the parameters? I mean, we should, probably should have defined these parameters no, before. No, we, we shouldn't have. That's what makes this podcast so great. So, so I've based this list on places I've time travelled to as right. in places that I kind of wish I was – born into and then could live my whole life within that that generation. Sure, 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 sure. Not so much a – and I've realised it's a very kind of rigid way of looking at it because you could – I'd love to go back and 
Got you know, go to Cleopatra's uh, Egypt sure. for a week. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I wouldn't want to live in Cleopatra's Egypt. Okay. In fact, most of the previous times in history, you know, for me, I've ruled out because of the toilets. Sure, know, sure, sure, sure. Know, yeah. Personal hygiene, yeah. um, convenience, well, it's funny. technology. I can tell you now, a bit of a spoiler for my list, yeah. personal hygiene does not rank highly <laughs> amongst any of these, amongst any of them at all. I think that's the I think that's the way to do it though. Yeah, yeah. You're embracing the spirit of it. That's right, and not being stuck in the the specifics. I got a bit stuck in the specifics, but I'm still happy with my list. That's good. Well, I mean, I, I use I use the, the time travel destination, so I came from yeah. the perspective that I could go there and then come back. Yes. But I was discussing this with my brother the other day, and he raised a um, an interesting point. Right. Mm, mm. So I asked him. You know, I like to do this. I like to talk to people sometimes about a, a theme we're about to bring up. Yeah, just to get some ideas, see if something that someone else has thought of, I hadn't thought of. Yeah, and one of the things he said was very simple: go back to 2010 when Bitcoin was just starting, chuck a few things on, like a few bucks in, and then come on back. Oh yeah. But I said to him, well, that's the butterfly effect, though. So you know, you come, you come back to now, and how that, how you going back and doing that has changed it. It might yeah. have, might not have happened. It might yeah. have collapsed. Yeah. Have you seen Back to the Future? I know I'm always risking it out there when I ask. Have you seen which the one? Film? The first one. No, the second one. Which one's the second one? With Biff, yes. Biff Tanner. With the Sports Almanac? The Sports Almanac. Yes. It's like the Sports Almanac. You chose the one I've seen. Yes. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Actually, no. Uh, number three or number one, he goes to the Wild West. The third. The third. That's okay. the third. So, uh, funnily enough, I've not seen the first one. Right. Well, you should t- check it out. It's a good one. Well, if you've seen the second one, you've yeah. seen a lot of the key points of the first one. Yeah. I'd still go back and watch the first one. Okay. It's my, it's my personal favourite. Personal favourite, okay. But Biff and the Sports Almanac is the same idea. You know, it's, yeah, it's the butterfly effect. What would you – you can't act in time without, you know, uh, as they say in the end game, mm-hmm. you know, creating a new um, time time strain or whatever it is. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. End, so end, end game. End game. Okay. End game. It's the multiverse. That's why we've got the, the Marvel multiverse is because they've gone and they've created different streams of time. I'm not sure if I've, I've said this before, but I don't mm. think I've seen a single movie from any of those Marvel uh, Marvel thing, that whole multiverse – Maybe go back to the of some of the original Iron Mans I've seen. Yeah. Is Guardian the Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy in that? That's in that. I've yeah. seen those. That's in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, that's fine. But just go with it. Just yeah. go with it. It's, anyway, it doesn't matter. But so in, in, in factoring into my list though, I did my list and I was like, well, if I go there and then come back, how will that then change my life when I come back? But then, you know, that's getting into the semantics of time travel. Mm. You're getting too caught up in the nitty-gritty of something that you can't do anyway. Well, this is ultimately the problem with discussing, discussions of time travel, <laughs> is that they end, get, end up getting bogged down in semantics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, what if I go back and I step, and I step on, a, on a plant? And they're yes. like, well, 3,000 years in the future. You kill that one species of plant. It's dead. The whole world is destroyed. And all of a sudden we don't have Republicans. Yeah. So... It's best not to get bogged down yes. in the semantics of time travel. Yes. And just to embrace it. Well, this is why... Whatever it means to you. And this is the, the beautiful thing about doing the list your way, though, where, you go, where you're born there and you're just mm. there. Mm. No danger. Mm. No danger of any butterfly effect. Mm. You're just living and dying whenever that, you know... When that happens. I'm out. just a part of that, 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 that uh, timeline. Yeah. I'm a part of that timeline. And, and like I said, like, I'm, I'm looking at my list again. Yeah, it's, um, it's a very dirty, dirty list. It's a very dirty list. Oh, maybe. Hubba, hubba. There was a there was a few that I was giggity, <laughs> giggity. <laughs> All right. There was a few that I was going to put in here, and I actually was, and I then did some research on them, mm. and then I was kind of getting too caught up in trying to research things that maybe I wasn't interested in because yeah. realistically, the ones that should be in this list are the ones that you remember. Go, I want to. Oh, that sounded that would have been cool. That would have been cool. That would have been yeah, cool. Yeah. And I was like, well, what's this podcast about? It's not about educating people. It's about just having a chat about. Something that we'd like, or something that we think about. Yeah. Not. Uh, I would like to go to feudal Japan, Kyoto, 16th century. The reason I'd like to go there is because Iyasu. The no, no one cares. No one cares about that kind of stuff. No, but I, I like the idea of uh, feudal Japan. Was there sam- was there even samurais in feudal Japan? Yes, there was. Good. Yes, because I feel like I don't, I don't want to tarnish all of Japanese history with uh, the samurai. Yes, one calligraphy brush. That's a little. That's a little portion of Japanese history, right? Correct. Yeah. And that's the reason why I ultimately didn't put it on my list. Ah, but yet we managed to just get our little uh, Japanese shout out. Let's get into this and then we'll get it on. Sure, 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 sure. Um, can I go first this time? I would love you to go first. So let me just bring it up. Uh, here be Rob's number one. Number three, even. I'm jumping. My the number gun. three. I'm number jumping three. the gun. 
Oh, oh he's having a change of heart. I'm already. having a change of heart at the moment <laughs> because I almost. Um, I am going to change it. Okay, I'm going to change it. Okay, because do you want me to tell you what the original one was though? Because the original one I had. So you're pushing one out of the three altogether. Yeah. Ooh, okay. I'm pushing one out of the three altogether. I'm putting that honourable mentions. We'll cover that one on honourable mentions. I'm changing on the spot. This is life. I'm going to love. I'm going to love it if we have anything the same in this episode. By the way. So my number three. Go on. Is yeah. To be in Chiang Mai. Okay. You know, back maybe. Look, I really wish I. This is this is the problem of not preparing. This is my actual <laughs> number three because now I'm realizing it. What dynasty was this? What what, what year was this? Now, d- I'm talking. Sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say, now you, you have run into this kind of issue before where you've changed number three and you've changed last and I've minute. I've realised I've lacked the information. Yeah. You go first and then I'm going to just go a quick little, I just want to make sure I've got the, the, the right timeline here. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, let's let's start with my first grungy, grimy, shitty one. So I was thinking originally about putting in uh, 90, 1920s New York. The, 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 what are they called? The swinging 20s? No. Uh, what's that? You've got it? I've got it. I've got it. I've okay, got you it. go. I've got it. You go. Yeah. Or so it's, it's, it's the Lana Kingdom is what I was looking for. It's the 1800s okay. in, in, in Chiang Mai, Northern Thailand. And, you know, when you go there, it's like, have you been to, have you been to Chiang Mai? I've not been to Chiang Mai. Ah. Well, so it's a, it's a beautiful city. Uh-huh. Um, I was fortunate enough to, to live there and I've been back there several times. That's right. And, you know, this, the town centre is surrounded by this, this brick wall. And within the town centre, you've got all these kind of big temples and things like that. Sure. And you've got a moat that surrounds the whole the whole city. Mm-hmm. And then now you've got modern Chiang Mai, you know, so you've got fancy parts of Chiang Mai, you've got the mountains. And, you know, this is like the northern part of Thailand. So you're entering yes. the Golden Triangle, yep, 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 you've got yep. the borders of Burma and Laos. Mm-hmm. You know, you're kind of up in that area. It's a dense forest, mountains. I can just and imagine you've got the the, li- the Lina Kingdom of, 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 of Chiang Mai. Yeah. And I've just like, I've, there's some old, really old black and white photography from like the uh, from more actually that was photography that I've seen is probably more taken in and around the Bangkok area yeah but you know that's just to get creative use and liberties okay you know it's all just I just extend it to all of Thailand in my head at that time yeah and it just looks so beautiful okay like the, 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 like, like the, and, and we know what Thailand is today beautiful people beautiful food yep you know like just a, a, this really warm welcoming place with mm-hmm. vibrant colors vibrant flavors vibrant lifestyle and you're up in the mountains. In the Lana Kingdom, yes, surrounded by rivers and, and forests, and what time was this? What time period? Eighteen hundreds. Eighteen hundreds. Okay, yeah, the eighteen hundreds. So you're going really like right back to kind of you know the, the start of not start of the start of Thailand in eighteen hundreds. Um, like <laughs> I'm trying to figure the word I'm trying to use here. Like back in it was more like um, rural, rural. I guess it was like it was. Well, it's an old kingdom, right? So if you just imagine like what a European kingdom was, it's like the Thai version. Okay. And they had the, the city centre was all... I'm kind of fascinated. Have you ever seen Apocalypto? When they go back to the old Mayan... Um, they go back to the I, old Mayan city? Do you know what's funny? We talk about all these like... You have seen Apocalypto? I have seen Apocalypto, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's two for two. It's two for two tonight. Go yes, on. go on. <laughs> I just was fascinated by it. Yeah. Like fascinated by just the recreation of this part of history which is not often represented yeah. in... Western cinema, so a lot of the cinema that I've seen, a lot of TV that I've seen, you know, we glamorise and, and, and glorify and go delve into European and British and American history. Sure, sure, yeah. But I'm fascinated to find out what Thailand was like in the yeah. 1800s, the 1700s, the 1600s, the 1500s, you know. Imagine India. Yeah. Imagine India in like the 1600s. It'd be, it would be fascinating because you've got like, because oh. that, that's that pre-Britain, that must, must be pre-Britain, or was it like, I think I think so, yeah. So you know, yeah. I'm gonna. Oh, this is my facts. The British Civil War, 1600s, 1650s. I think off the top of my head. And then they went that over was to still, India. And then the colonialism kind of arose from that. Oh no, colonialism. Because you think about that, I landed in America in what 1728 or something. Yes, is that right? Had a tea party. That was ages later. I know, tea party. I, I, history. You end the nut with the tea party. You don't start the start the nut. <laughs> so the 1700s was it. It was the Britain, but I'm pretty sure they were there before that. So I reckon, yeah, let's just say the British weren't there. It would be fascinating to see what it was like before it kind of got, you know, indoctrinated by colonized, before, colonized. That's before the, the colonial battles and the European powers just took over and, and, and literally whitewashed the rest of the world, yeah. Yeah. which we assume now is reality. But for thousands of years, Liam, mm-hmm. was not. No, not at all. So it's more more of a pure Thailand or pure India in this kind of case. It's more pure to the the. The, the people who were there yeah, at the time. And yeah, yeah. And I guess I use Thailand because I've seen some archival photos of Thailand. I've walked around the cities. I've walked around the temples. Like, I know the country 
you know, semi well. Yep. So I've chosen there because I love the place. Yep. Like I just love the place. Like it's just beautiful. But I've extended it to just, you know, where else in the world could I have gone to that that I haven't, that I'm not that familiar with? I'm very familiar with medieval Britain. Mm. I'm very familiar with the Dark Ages. I'm very familiar with all these. I, I, none of that really appealed to me. I didn't really want to go to any of those places when I thought about this list. Okay. But then I was just thinking about, like, so it started with Thailand, but it could go anywhere. You know, imagine going to a, a little South Pacific island in the yeah. 1700s before anyone got there. You're saying you know. go there, you mean being born there? Because I don't think if you went there, it'd be favourably looked upon. I think no, that, as in being a part, just being there and being a part gotcha, of it, gotcha, just gotcha. that, that, that yeah. lifestyle. Imagine what that lifestyle would be. A tribal lifestyle. I mean, like that, yeah. There's a precursor to all of this, and this is why I actually didn't go too far back. This is my only one that goes really back. Go, yep. And the precursor was your life expectancy is not very high. Mm. <laughs> you know, so you're going to get born in this period and you're going to be doing it pretty tough. Sure. You've got no electricity, you've yep. got no hot water. Yep. Life was hard. Yeah. Life was brutal, yep. which is why, mm. you know, the glamorised idea of these things are much better than the actual reality of them, most likely. Yeah. However, yeah. <laughs> so the line of kingdom, that's where I'd go back to. Very nice. Mm. That's a very it's, it's an interesting take on it. Like I wouldn't even have thought to go back to like a to a timeline like that. Mm. It just It just didn't cross my mind. Well, I did say my number three just before you um, found out about the Lana Kingdom. Yeah. And it's funny because you mentioned like low life expectancy and all that kind of stuff. Like yeah. all of mine have like potentially low life expectancy. <laughs> <laughs> bit of elements of danger, bit of elements of um, syphilis. Mm. And in the case of my... Well, if you haven't had syphilis, you haven't lived. Well, no. Nah, Forward in- slash a little less. <laughs> 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 mm. I was I was back and forth with uh with my number three. Mm-hmm. Same place, the timeline was different. Right. So originally I had looked at going back into the nineteen twenties New York. Yes. Right during the prohibition, you know, this kind of speakeasy idea, mm. everyone mm. dancing mm. till dawn. Mm. And I thought to myself, that I had to research one. That was one of the ones I had to research and kinda of had to kind of convince myself I wanted to, yeah, to yeah, do yeah. that. Yeah. But I changed it. Right. Still New York. Right. In the 70s. Oh. One of the most dangerous places to live on the earth at that point in time. Was it really? Oh, the New York City in the 70s was horrible. Really? Crime rates through the roof, drug use through the roof, all that kind of stuff. However, it did spawn some very, very amazing scenes. Punk rock, you know, the Ramones. Absolutely. The artistic drives, mm. all that kind of stuff. Like that was the time to be in New York City as a young person, as like a, a teenager through to your mid-twenties mm. and stuff like that. Mm. Because who gives a fuck? You can just do what you want yeah, to an extent. Yeah. You know? But you were always, if you wanted to go, you know, be an Partying artist. Partying with, with Bowie and Andy Warhol. Yeah. Just hang out in the factory with Andy and Bowie. Bowie's in space. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Go watch the Ramones. Maybe get a job as a role as an extra in a Scorsese film. Well, see, I wasn't thinking so much like that. Okay. I'll, tell, I'll tell you what I was thinking about. I was watching a one of the travel documentaries online. Yep. I'm struggling to think about which one it was. I want to say it was a Bourdain, one of the last Bourdains before his um, passing. Mm-hmm. And he was talking, because he's obviously from New York City. I'm not sure he's from New York City, but he spent a lot of time in New York City. Yep. And he really, really romanticised that period of, of, of New York. Like the idea of you know this uprising of of, yeah, of yeah, yeah. You know, grunge and and all that kind of stuff, and there was this one photographer who was there who made his living just of going around to these places, uh, like um, CBGBs, I think it's called. Yep, CBGBs. That's the one. Um, and different like parties around the town, and just photo- for taking photos and documenting it all. He's sitting here in this documentary as this old guy, beard. Some renowned photographer, probably. Super renowned photographer. Yeah. Like, he has a door. He has this door outside of his studio where people, he, he will take photos of people just walking past. That's kind of how he got his start, I think. Yeah. He had this, this door and people would walk past. And it could be anyone, punks, goths, um, you know, or anyone that came past, he would mm-hmm. take a photo of them. And it didn't matter who they were. Prostitutes even. They, they would all walk past and, uh, and he would take their photo. And even to this day, people walk past still mm. and want to have their photo taken there. Anyway, that's beside the point. Another 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 thing that kind of got me interested in that timeline. It's going to be released. This this is actually a movie. Yeah, it's the Warriors. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's the third movie that we've seen. Yeah. We've both yeah. seen tonight. This is we're on a roll. What is happening? I don't know. This is unreal. 
Warriors come out to play. Absolute classic. So, do you oh. want to be in one of the gangs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But which, I want to be, which gang would the you be? orphans? Everyone wants to be part of the orphans. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, the orphans were like by far the weakest, yeah, the weakest pettiest group. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. No, I mean the Warriors were pretty cool protagonists. That's fine. But the and I'm struggling to remember the name of the of the other gang with the the guy with the bottles. I can't remember the, the name of that gang. I can't remember it either. Unbelievable. There was the guys with baseball bats. Those guys were the pretty, Zephyrs. The Zephyrs. The, the baseball bat guys. No, the Zephyrs were there. The, but the baseball bats were. Um, oh, oh gosh. The swinging Joes. <laughs> <laughs> but that movie. That movie is literally about you know getting. Getting to this, like all the gangs congregate in one area, yeah, 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 and they all have their own bit of turf, and they all have to fight, and all the warriors have to fight their way back to Coney Island, which, if you know Manhattan and New York City, is like the furthest tip, you know, from from where anything is. Right? Yeah, the Gramercy Rifts, Gramercy Rifts, the Rogues, yeah, yeah. the Turnbull ACs with the guys of the baseball bats, the Turnbull ACs. Oh no, that's the baseball Furies. Turnbull ICs with the guys with the roller skates, I think, that oh, yeah. follow them into the subway. Okay, those guys were cool as shit. I those don't care what anyone cool. says. Those guys were cool. The way they were the, just... The, the, the Lizzies? Just walk, like, those, like, rollerblading, roller skating down the um the subway, just cool, yeah. hands in pockets. Yeah. Just, like, the Lizzies were trouble, man. The Lizzies, Lizzies, Lizzies were trouble. Were trouble. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, you know, th- that kind of idea, the graffiti trains, like, the, yeah, you've got yeah, the yeah. train. Yeah. And it's funny because there's a scene in that movie where you've got the really high-end couple sitting across from Swan, yeah. Swan, and... His misses, yeah, and you can just tell that kind of barrier in class, yeah, right? which yeah. is what New York City would have been, right? Yeah, for the most part, which well, existed. That's right, which existed in New York City that was actually more lower and working class, and mm. it was upper class. Like people, yeah. migrants, and people looking for an opportunity flooded to New York City to try and make a go of it. That's right, and it's not the place that it is now, where you can't, no one can afford to live there. That's right, except for executives and yeah. And rock stars. Back then, it was just like all the migrants coming in, all the, yeah. and all the people yeah. from other parts of America probably yeah. coming to New York City to congregate and yeah. just make music, make art, make food, make all this kind of stuff. Incredible. Sure, you might have been stabbed twice a night. Mm. You might have been shot. You might. Well, have, I just imagine the air conditioning problem in New York City. I'd be sweaty. Seventies. It'd, it'd be, be sweaty. It'd be so hot. Oh yeah, it'd be sweaty. Mm. It'd be a sweaty place to be. It'd be sweaty place to be. <laughs> and then in winter, it'd just be terrible because no one. Yeah. No, yeah. no one has heating. Ice cold. Ice cold. Yep. Us cold, like those warriors. You'll be safe out there, boys. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so the 70s New York, only because of the dangerous, grimy, violent, mm. underground mm. scenes, mm. you know, all over the joint. Well, you know what's fascinating, Lamb? What's that? New York is my number two. Is that right? It is. What period of time? The 1950s. Wow. The late 50s, early 60s. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the emergence of the beat generation. Mm. So, you know, New York and, and California, Berkeley in California. Yeah. You know, just these, these, I think this would have been absolutely electric places to have been at that time. And mm. it carried on through through the 70s, through yeah. the 80s even. You know, like New York's got that energy about it, but I think that energy really, you know, because obviously it's a big metropolis, it's a historical city. Yeah. But it was a centre point uh, for, for writers, for a lot of writers and a lot of art, like you were touching on, yeah. center point for a lot of art. And in the fifties, the beat, like the beat culture, and 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 Jack Kerouac and and, and Ginsburg and and William Burroughs were kind of writers and poets and and people that started to well were a part of an emerging youth culture. Yeah. And when you think about youth culture, it didn't really exist before. Sure. And this is what I find kind of fascinating about it. Like the idea that something existed between childhood and adulthood, yeah, called an adolescence. <laughs> like in the in the forties and before, yeah, didn't exist. Is that because like life expectancy was so kind of a bit lower? So it's kind of like okay, you're fourteen now, sort, yeah. your, sort your life out. <laughs> the job down at the mill, get to it. You got you got you got twenty five thirty years left. Yeah. You know, where, make where, the most of it. Where are the two kids at? Yeah. I don't care if you're fifteen. Two kids go. <laughs> Quite possibly might have been a part of it, yeah. But you know, just the more rigid societies, and, and 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 just the whole idea of um, working class, you know, like that, like class is a huge thing. Like yeah. the the emergence of the middle class is a novel thing that we take for granted now, but it hasn't ever really existed in, in history. Yeah, you know, you've either had the uh, the elites, so you had the working class and the poor, mm. and you know, if you were in the working class, then your life was just work and hustle. Yeah, and you know, te- technologically speaking, you actually probably couldn't move that freely. You couldn't jump on a plane and go anywhere else, or you know, to go from New York to to California. In fact, that's that's it. Okay. Not only is it a time and place I'd like to travel, it's a specific event. Yep. 
which is to start in New York yep. and to do a road trip, road trip across America yep. in the late 50s, early 60s. Okay. From New York to Berkeley, California, so I can just ride the momentum of this amazing new creative emergence, you know, that was just happening in, in America at the time. So you're saying the actual emergence went, went across the country, started yeah, well, in New York, worked its way through Philadelphia, back through, you know, Iowa, Colorado, well, I'm sure Utah. those places would have been a little bit a little bit different, but you know, you still had youth culture emerging globally. Sure. You know, American cultural dominance was occurring after World War Two. Yep. And in the fifties in New York was the center of it. Yeah. And they developed, you know, it, it then spiraled into rock and roll. Yeah. Spiraled into uh, film. Yeah. You know, and cinema and, and then all sorts of things, you know, they just kind of emerged from that. Novels and writing and poetry and music. It's quite it's quite fascinating how New York has been kind of the centre point for a lot of these kind of a lot of these kind of cultural move, movements across, yeah. across the years, yeah, yeah. including back in the twenties, fifties, hundred percent, seventies, yeah, nineties, yeah, today, hundred percent. You know, yeah. I know you say like a lot of today is more like your corporate style of stuff, yeah. but it's still got that character still that still lingers in there. Yeah, I mean, most of the TV studios that are like Rockefeller Center, yeah, still yeah. producing all the late night Absolutely. shows. Those started back in the day as well. Well, I think that's because it's the same idea of what it always has been, which is a place that you migrate to. Now, yep. New York is a place built on people going to New York to just hustle and have a go and, and to work their way there. You know, it's a place of survival. Yeah, it is. That's the energy. Is that when you step foot in New York, like you can either – it is make or break. You yeah. know, it's, it's uh, John Voigt in Midnight Cowboy. Like it can go very wrong. Oh, we've, yeah. But I think like all – so it speaks to two things. It speaks to the fact that it was the centre point. So if you wanted to make it in that kind of field, you would go to New York. Probably also because if you were in Iowa yeah. and you were wanted to be a writer and you listened to, I don't know, early, I don't know, when Bob, if you listened to folk music, sure. um, you probably wanted to go to New York so you could be around like-minded people. You probably didn't have a lot of people <laughs> of your own. But it also speaks to the fact that so much of our culture in the past 30, 40 years has come from America as well. So, like, what, what happened there happened here. Yeah. And then kind of, you know, by that also happened everywhere else. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, yeah, New York is, was a central place. Well, it's interesting as well, like, because that's something that you touched on with, with what you're saying about yours. And yeah. about my New York is that element of survival. Yeah. Different capacities. Yeah. Different ways. But it all is that underlying idea of going to New York City. Like if you yeah. go there, you're gonna you're gonna make it or you're not. Yeah, you're gonna make it or you're gonna break. That's yeah. it. Yeah, you're either gonna go there or you're gonna come home with your tail between your legs. But you know what? Kudos for people who gave it a crack. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like imagine being born to a period and then going through like the emergence of of a historical cultural revolution, mm. and then staying. There. Imagine if you were a part of that like in the sixties and seventies as well. Like imagine if you just got to roll that train right through. Like what yeah. an amazing life that would have been. You probably wouldn't want to leave. No, and you would have, you know, you'd been a part of history. Yeah, 100%. So, no, no, I've got Simon and Garfunkel in my head now. Well, that's exactly right. Only living boy in New York. I'm sure they would probably live in New York. Probably. Probably. Most people, most musicians have a same <laughs> stage, right? <laughs> exactly. Touch it in some capacity. Yeah, exactly. Probably still do. Now, I do have I do have one that could tie into that. Okay. Well, you don't. Sorry. We, we, let's, oh. let's keep it moving. All right. I did have one that I was going to tie in, but it is my number one. So I'm going to save it still. Right. Yes. I'm going to move into my number two. That's how numbers work. It's how countdowns work. <laughs> and it is something that you actually have mentioned before, yeah. something that you knew about, and yeah. you might need to help me work my way through why I want to go to this place because okay. I'm still not sure why I want to go there either. Okay. But it just seems like a cool place to be and a cool place to check out, and that's yeah. medieval England. Yes. Now, in my head, like I'm, I'm thinking of like this, you know, being able to travel there and travel back because obviously I don't want, you know. You don't want to stay in medieval England. There's very limited... Um, you can't take your super with you, you know? No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no hay left. Oh, no. No, not a good lifespan. Not a good lifespan. Terrible lifespan. Mm. Um, and also, I also contemplated about which aspect of medieval England I don't want to live in because it was yeah. super classist, speaking of class. Like, is has there been a, a more classist existence in a society than medieval England? Mm. You're, you're either you're either top of the tops yeah. or you're scooping shit out of, the, yeah. out of the pig pens. Yeah, literally. Literally that. Literally. And Walk along the street and someone just throws shit out the window. You're like, right. oh, damn. Yeah. That was a common occurrence. <laughs> so, so take a rain jacket, Liam. When you go back in time to medieval England, have this what is that thing you're wearing? You were some amazing. kind of wizard. <laughs> yes. Have you seen this? It's a phone. A what? A what? No, that'd be and, then, and then you're like, do you, do you have Wi-Fi? Yeah. Do you, yeah. What's, what's the password? <laughs> what's the password? <laughs> do you have 5G back here? 
But I think it's my I think my idea of medieval England stems literally from cinema and yeah, and, yeah. and films. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, the historical aspects of it. Yeah. And this is another one that I tried to research and I thought, mm. fuck it, I'm just gonna talk about movies because that's what I know. Uh, and that is what we know. Even it? Game of Thrones esque kind of stuff. I know that's yeah, not yeah. obviously yeah. it's a fictional place. Or Robin Hood or like mm. all these I I thought about Robin Hood initially. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. for you, yeah. your mischievous, mischievous That's right. self, I was I can imagine you back in Robin Hood's gang of merry men. Yeah. I'm pretty merry. You're very merry. I'm also a man. Yeah. It's a perfect fit. Yeah. I think I'd be in that group as well, wanting to take from the rich and give to myself. Go the poor. <laughs> the poor. Like help out those others in need. Yeah. And like seeing those people up top going, You you guys don't need all that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Much like I do when I look at people nowadays who have billions of dollars for no reason whatsoever. You don't need all that. Share the wealth, share yeah. the love. But then I'd also love to know what it's like to be royalty in those and like have that ability to sit there and just look down on people. Yeah. Like a part of me would love to see what that's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to know what it's like to step on people. To have someone clean the royal buttocks. Yes. Yes. Bring me my royal bath and pot. <laughs> I wish to poop and bathe in, <laughs> in that order. <laughs> so, yeah. this is my one, my one thought about medieval England. Yeah. I don't believe that the food would have been particularly good. Well, I have in my head, right? And this is probably where I, go, I, get, I get lost in this as yeah. well. Because yeah. I'm thinking of myself sitting in like a tavern, like mm. a old English tavern, which is apparently just pronounced the, the Y-E. Is it oh, pro- yeah. It's just pronounced the, apparently. The, the. As in the word the. The old English tavern, drinking a mead and just hocking into a leg of something, like ham hock. Yeah, and he's like, it's like you know, how it's like like boiled almost, so it yeah. just looks like all glistening and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Probably tastes like nothing, but it just looks really good. Delicious. Yeah, and then just that's it. That's your diet. Yeah, and then I also picture myself Stodgy. sitting at the uh, super stodge, sitting at the, the definitely, table. Definitely need a poop in the bath <laughs> after that. Yeah, but in, the, in, in, in those ones, you've got the poop in the trough. If you're, down, if you're down in the taverns. That's true, if you're down in the taverns. But then, imagine the public bathrooms in the taverns of medieval England. They're real, there's, there's, an, there's a hole in the ground. Oh, I tell everyone i got to go piss. There's an alleyway out the back. Off you go. In all seriousness, yes. You know, as we get older, we lose our sense of balance. <laughs> How many people in, in medieval days died <laughs> falling into a toilet trough of a public toilet somewhere? Like, I think it was probably a frequent cause of death. You die of humiliation and, and disgust, firstly. Yeah. Then you'd probably die of some horrible bacteria at some point because there's no antibiotics. It sounds like what it would be like anyway. <laughs> but then you'd also just like, imagine maintaining balance of that. You'd just be like, I just imagine this mental image in my head of lots some of drunkard yeah. Yeah, falling in. Yeah. Too many meads. That's right. Too many meads. Yeah, yeah. Granddad's fallen into the trough again. <laughs> oh, dear. Should we just leave him in that time? This will be the end of him. Yeah. He's got, he costs quite a lot in, you know. Beans. Should we just leave him there this time? Yeah, go on. Just leave him there. It's fine. None will be the none the wiser. But then I also think about the food and what it would be like for the the head honchos. Only hundred percent. Like I picture those like long tables mm. with too much food. I feel like that's probably hammed up for for movies and for that kind of stuff. It like, must be. It must be. Like in reality, because there was no refrigeration, right? It's salt. They had lots of salt. So it's all salt bay. Yeah, yeah, salt bay. Salt bay was huge. Salt bay strikes again. <laughs> salt bay was huge back in the yeah. Salt bay was born at the wrong time. Sure, he's wealthy and he's famous all over the world for steak. Just imagine. Imagine him in medieval. He'd be the, the, the king's favourite salt bay. <laughs> the king would still treat him like absolute shit, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he'd, have, he'd be like the jester. He'd be like the the, the one who thought he was he was like yeah, making, yeah. making the king laugh or making yeah, the king something and thought he was really important. Then, until one day he's told a joke, not funny, tried to drop the, you know, forward slash S, mm-hmm. and the king was like, I don't get it. And then gone. Take him out back. and Take him away. Yeah. Slit his throat. Yes. Actually, don't take him away. I'll watch. <laughs> <laughs> but I can imagine, you know, I can, I can see the attraction. Like I've watched Game of Thrones and, yeah. and watched them travail over the countryside slowly. Yes. And it feels something, something romantic about that. Well, I think... Slow journey. And you're right, though. Maybe I should be a knight. Of the round table. Of the round table. Mm. Maybe I can be like one of the protectors. Mm. And travel the, the, the vast expanses of England. Mm. Yes. Sir Liam. Sir Liam. So if I was going to be anywhere medieval, yeah. I think it would be France or Spain. Okay. Because I think the food would be better. <laughs> and Spain, the climate would be better too. Like, I, love, I love it. Everything comes back to <laughs> in some well, it's capacity. It's about comforts. So if I'm going there. The only reason I didn't choose it, 
I don't speak Spanish. Spanish? I don't. I don't speak Spanish. Spanish. I don't, think, I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> or French. Or French. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not fluent in either of those delightful languages. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Perfect. Perfectly summarised. Yeah. Look, we're almost. I think we're at number ones. Oh, we are. We are yeah. number ones. We are number ones. Yeah. Yes, 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 and yes. Any final points you'd like to make about uh, medieval England? I think just the versatility of the things I would like to experience are pretty is pretty interesting. Yeah, lots of versatility. Yeah, and yeah. would you be a traveller? <sighs> oh, because yeah, travel, a traveller back then would have been like, oh, I've made it up to Carlisle. Yes, you've been to Carlisle, <laughs> the far reaches of Carlisle. <laughs> <laughs> I could be a messenger. A messenger. Yes. Yes. I bring word from King England the Third. King England. <laughs> King England. Move on. What's your number one? Hear ye, hear ye. I bring word from King England. I mean, John. <laughs> oh. town, um, and there you go, town crier. That's another one you could you could uh, add to the list of things I could do. Right. So, you know, I've, I've, this is what I realised because I started to go back to these old times and I was like, I don't actually want to go back there. I'd like to go back there just for like, I just think it'd be hard and, and potentially life-threatening to go back to a lot of these periods of time. Well, no one put the restriction on you that you couldn't. I know, I've put that own restriction. Yeah. So I'm like, what means, what's relevant to me? And as we know, like I love my film, mm-hmm. you know, I love culture, yep. hence why I wanted to go back to New York. Yep. And it's funny because I mentioned the idea of the road trip. Well, my road trip is kind of literally going from driving from late 50s New York ending up in... California, Los Angeles, California in the 70s. Because I like you want to be in America in the 70s. I don't Mm. know what it is about the 70s, but I've picked California. Well, I think think, think 70s as well, just to interject on that, is Mm. it's just after the 60s, which is all like peace, love and happiness. Mm. And the 70s kind of went into kind of the more grungy Vietnam War-esque. It's kind of a mixture of these two... Opposite ends of the spectrum of, yeah, of American yeah. culture. Yeah, yeah. I definitely would have been. I would have been a counterculture. Oh yeah, I would have been out there, you know, taking acid on weekends. Yep. By the seventies, I've probably delved into heroin a bit too hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, probably maybe in New York, we can probably do a couple of. <laughs> probably probably over, yeah. You know, at the uh, you know protesting, probably beaten up by a couple of cops at some point. Yeah, um, but absolutely. But there's something there's edginess about because it's, it's a period of time change. Like time, history was changing. Changing. Yep. And look, you'd, you'd probably argue, and look, I'm, I might get a little bit on the serious side, but there was the Vietnam War. Yes. That was a real, it was kind of like the emergence of youth culture, the dominance of the American economy, and then the Vietnam War shifted everyone's idea of what America was. Yep. And everyone's idea, and particularly Americans' idea of who they were and what they were. And it created this great political division, and from that political division came lots of great art. Yes. And for me, you mm. know, being a history, a, a, a student of cinema. Yes. I would have loved to have been active and, and making films in like sixties and seventies Los Angeles. So I interrupted you during your your number one is number the sixties LA or did I did I miss miss it? Is the sixties LA? So oh, it was yes, the fifties New York and the sixties LA. Okay, okay or okay. I say the seventies before, but but kind of the similar kind. They're, they're similar, like yeah, late sixties yeah. early seventies. Like so, for me it'd be New York late fifties early sixties. And now I've road tripped over to California, and now I'm living in Los Angeles in the late sixties early seventies. Yep, and I'm hanging around with. Robert Altman and Francis Ford Coppola, and I'm giving uh, George Lucas a couple of a couple of you tips. Know, ideas and yeah. tips on his sci-fi yeah. you know film that he's watching. You've read his scripts. You're um, like not Star Travels. George. Star Travels. He's like, what do you think about my idea? Star Travels. And I'm like, well, travel doesn't really sell, George. Have you thought about war? War sells. <laughs> Star Wars. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. So you know, giving hanging out on the beach. Maybe I'm dating Farrah Fawcett. Or, wow. You know, something like that. Be, I'm, dating, I'm dating a Charlie's Angel. Yeah, I'm, be living, I'm living in uh, the, the, the beachside uh, property. You, you're talking in like your, um, what's it called, Venice Beach? You're talking like the... Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, down there somewhere. Yeah. Not Beverly Hills. Stay away from Beverly Hills. You're going to be on the... On I'm the out of Beverly Hills. Yeah, I'm up in Venice. I'm up in counterculture. Venice Beach or... or um, What's the one that's right on the beach? Where? Santa Monica? Yeah, yeah, places like that. Monterey. Yes. I'm hanging down in Monterey, the skateboarders. Nice. Yep. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm going. Down, I'm going down there on weekends, and I'm making documentaries about the skateboarders in Monterey with your small eight eight bit uh, eight bit eight millimeter. Oh, I'm on fire tonight. <laughs> your eight bit camera in the seventies. <laughs> got records. You know, I've got records playing. I'm going to Hollywood parties. Yeah. You know, I'm hanging out with uh, Hollywood stars and sixties and seventies um, architecture. I think for the rich, especially. Yeah. I, I love that stuff, man. Yeah, I yeah, love it. Yeah, and driving driving around Los Angeles with like you oh. know, I'll, I'll, I'll go pick up our young Al Pacino. Yeah, parting with a young James Khan. You want to know that? Yeah, 
James Khan. Yeah, he, he would do. <laughs> he would do. <laughs> Someone to hang out with. This would be like just around – well, Godfather was 70s, right? I think it was like late 60s actually. It probably would have been late 60s, early 70s. Yeah, Too right. Okay, keep, keep talking. Tell me like, when it was. It would have been around that period – because The Godfather was a was a blockbuster at the time. You know, it was a blockbuster film. It would be a blockbuster today, would it? It'd be a it'd be a eight, eight, eight episode Netflix series. Do you know what? You're not wrong because <laughs> people's attention span has gone to shit. Godfather number one, 1972. 1972. There you go. So you just you're 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 riding at the because they all used to hang out with each other. Spielberg, Lucas, Coppola, Scorsese. They used to hang out, and party with each other. Brian De Palma. Oh God. You know Robert Altman. That would those would be ridiculous parties. Ridiculous. Imagine if they all just sat around just having a gin and just being like, oh, good show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they would have at some point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But even a chill day, you know, you've got the Paul Thomas Anderson. And, and this period has been like uh, deified. Sure. Mm-hmm. Drop that one. Nice deified. one. Deified. Yeah. Uh, like Paul Thomas Anderson's Inherent Vice. Okay. Uh, uh, Quentin Tarantino's uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. You know, stories like that, like the revisiting four movies that we've seen. Yeah. Beautiful. But like, it's fascinating to go back to and let's think about what that period of time would have been. So you just want to go back. Polanski, you, hanging out with Polanski. Before the... Um, before the... You know, I, I want to go out and hang out with Manson. Yeah. At the farm. Yeah, yeah. Just, know, just to see what it's up. To see what's up. Maybe yeah. so I can talk him out of it. <laughs> Charlie, I'm from the future. I, know, have you, look, pre- I just want to tell you something. Have you thought about this? Yeah. Let me tell you what's going to happen. He's pretty charismatic. You might find yourself very much all up in the family. Yeah. I'll be like, Charlie... It's one thing you do in your life. You've never been able to take back. And he's like, what's that? I'm like, do you Nazi tattoo on your forehead? <laughs> don't do it. You also kill some people, but like, first things first, don't get that tattoo. Didn't he famously not kill anybody? That's true. He did not kill anybody. Oh, yeah. He just got his minions to do it. Minions. That changes that movie a lot too. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've just, I've been, I guess in my head, like a lot of, I don't know, I think a lot of people I know are probably pretty similar. Like we yeah. just romanticise that period of time pretty well. And look, I think we have to have a little message out there. Okay. That a lot of this time is, a lot of these periods of history are better if you're a man. Oh, well, this is not even better, a question. Better if you're white. Yeah, yeah. You know? If, if I was, if I was. If we're coming from. If we were coming from a female's perspective, and none of these would be on the list. Not really. No, not maybe really. 70s New York. Because 70s New York, I think a lot of women were allowed to still express themselves in their own way, potentially. Yeah, yeah. We had the, um, yeah, a lot of um, yeah, women's liberation movements emerged during the 1900s, didn't they? They did. New Zealand, first country to give the women the vote. Good job, New early, Zealand. Early 1900s, and then mm-hmm. it just rolled on from there. So, yeah, to have been a part of that would have been something. But yeah, I think what we're saying is we're not... We're not. Uh, we're just acknowledging the, the the inherent privilege of the idea of us going back into these periods yes. because we're doing that from our own point of view, aren't we, Liam? That's right, and that's why you're here, mate. Because I wouldn't have thought about doing uh, saying such poignant words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, uh. but no, it is true. It is true. Like we obviously are two two lads, and yeah. we're, we're putting this from our own perspective. Yeah. And you're right. I would not would I would not want to have been a woman in medieval England. No, no thank no, you. No. It probably wouldn't have worked out that well for you. No, no. In any, even up to the, even at those levels of class we're talking about, mm. any level, mm. Mm. any level. Yeah. Although there's a great uh, series called Catherine the Great, or that's just called the Great. Mm-hmm. Catherine the Great. Yeah. Still, even for Catherine the Great, Catherine's pretty good. I mean, she she ruled Russia. She was, you know, she's renowned as a as a as a what do they call it? Someone that changes history, changes the country. Tsar. She uh, she renovated. She renovated. <laughs> she renovated Russia. Catherine the Great, the famous renovator. of we have to find a Wikipedia page and change that immediately. <laughs> Before Catherine the Great came along, no one had, you know, no one had uh, wooden floorboards. No. <laughs> Goes really well on those. Uh, no one had lofts. No. no one had lofts. No, actually what it was, was everyone had these really beautiful, beautiful, like, like architectured, like architectured, oh, what the fuck, man. There were these buildings that are beautiful apartment blocks and she came in and she went, no, cement for everybody. Everyone gets cement. And now when you go to Russia, all you see? Cement. 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 Thanks, Catherine. Thanks, Catherine, the, the renovator. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and obviously, the other part of all this is that I wish I was not only going back to like fifties, sixties, seventies America. Yeah, I wish I was also an incredibly uh, successful uh, visionary artist of some kind. Hanging out in like the coolest hippest circles. Yeah, but if you can go, <laughs> if you can go back though, you've, you already know you've got all the information. You can go back there and say that you were the one who gave them the inform- the idea that's true. of um. That's true, right, George. George, I got this great idea. 
Hey, you know Al Pacino, Al Pacino over there. Mm. You know, and you're like, have you ever thought about him just burying his face into a giant pile of cocaine? <laughs> Build a movie around that. And meanwhile, you look over to Al Pacino, who's burying his face into a giant <laughs> pile of cocaine. <laughs> you're like, original, original idea, original, original idea. idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's mine. <laughs> That's my number one. Perfect. That's a really cool number one. Yeah. And I've, I've realized as I go into my number one, mm. very America heavy tonight. Yeah, it is. But, but I think that's not surprising. Given no. who we are, where we've grown up, the influences of our upbringing, you know. That's true. And like I, I did kind of want to diversify into, um, into a few different places yeah. and stuff, which is why I was trying to. But it diversify. wasn't authentic. You're like, you're like, Trump's America. I want to go back in time. To spoilers. Trump's- <laughs> spoilers, man. Spoilers. <laughs> Shit. It's all right. Q save us. Q will save us always. Uh, I'm talking about the Star Trek Q, not Q and on. James Bond Q. James Bond's Q. There's so many good Qs. There's a lot of good Qs out there. And you know what? We know them. Who's this anon guy? It's ridiculous. <laughs> My number one. Very much following on. I said before you were talking about, and you just mentioned it then, the, the road trip from uh, oh, yeah. New York City to to California. Mm. My number one. Again, dirty, grungy, dangerous. Cross country travel, the great unknown, horseback adventures, the wild, wild west. Ah, yes. Gold Rush America. Yeah. Yeah. Because you didn't know what was around any corner. Yeah. Unless you were stationed in one spot, you would have no clue what's, what's around the corner. Dangerous lands. Dangerous lands. You've got the, the, native, um, the native Americans? The native Americans out there? Indigenous Americans. Indigenous Americans. Thank you. This, this is why you're here. You're here, you're here to educate <laughs> me through. So I don't say something stupid and get myself cancelled, and in turn yourself cancelled. The the indigenous Americans mm. coming across them who are trying to protect their land, and you're just like, oh hell now, hey partner, I'm just passing through. I don't think that's how it would have gone down. Though. Yeah, what? They go, hey partner, hey, can I give you some wares? No. Yeah. yeah, but like you're chasing the gold, right? You're chasing the gold. You're chasing, you know, bounties. Yeah. Again, I'm literally basing this purely on video games. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love and, it. And I love it. Because I, I love the spaghetti western. Yeah, yeah. I love westerns. How good are they? I've always loved westerns. Yeah, yeah. They're fantastic. Yeah. But this idea of like just being able to, you know, you're always kind of searching for greener pastures, mm. right? You might get to a town in the middle of, you know, Utah, and you get there and you roll into town, you clippity-clop into town, you put your horse in, you're like, okay, what's here? Yeah. Uh, you go talk to the locals. They're like, hey, we've got nothing. Yeah. And you're like, all right, can I have a bed for the night? Uh, a beer. You obviously have a saloon fight because that's obviously part of every single uh, Western experience. Absolutely. Must do. Quick on the draw. I have to, obviously, I'll, I'll be, I would have practiced my... Here's, here's an idea for you. Go on. Just go back traveling, with the... Yep. Traveling saloon piano player. Oh. As a, as a gig. There we go. That's not, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Because then you'd see it all. But like you probably wouldn't be in that much danger because you probably know you get to know when the danger's coming. Yeah, that's right. You feel the air change. That's right. You, you know? You've been around. You're street smart. You've you been that, in bars your whole life. That clop, saloon doors, bang. Yeah. Whereabouts is Tim? Tim. I'm on fucking fire tonight, man. I don't know what's wrong with me. Tim, Wild West name. <laughs> Tim. <laughs> Buck. Buck. There you are go. on fire tonight, man. You're doing well. Doing well. And like you'd be like, okay, piano lid down. Cover over the piano. Yeah, hide on the piano. No, no, you just walk out. You just walk out the back door. <laughs> you just leave. You'd say, hey. This is my cue. Yeah, this is my cue. Yeah. Meanwhile, the barkeep is still standing there. I wouldn't want to be a barkeep because they kind of have to still stand there. Yeah. yeah polishing yeah. the glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because just no, in case right the there. fight doesn't last that long, you're still yeah. going to serve. You wouldn't want to be the barkeep at all. Barkeep is always competent. And you think about it, right? Like nowadays, people have too, many, too much access to guns, too much access to bullets, guns that can shoot way too many rounds off at, in a very short amount of time. Back then, you had to be very, very sure mm. about your shot, yep. about what you were doing with that shot, and where you're going to get your next bullets from. That's true. So, you know, if you had a shotgun, you literally had those two things. You did that. You had to unclick it, put your two things back in, click it back you up. You had again. to get it right. You know, you had probably six barrel guns, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, so then you have, to, you have to literally sit there and feed the, the bullet in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One by one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why probably the draw was such yeah. a popular... Um, That's true. Now, the whole idea of the shootout really is kind of, you know, it would have all just been reloading. Yes. You know. Just wait, 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 wait. <laughs> don't shoot, don't shoot, don't shoot, don't shoot. Ah, shit. Not yet, not, not yet. yet. Didn't say start. Okay, I'm good. Bang. Done. <laughs> right through the forehead. And of course, I can't forget, I could be a, a traveling piano man, sure. Mm. Or I could be a traveling poker player. 
Oh. And go around from saloon to saloon. Now we're talking. Just sharking people out of money. But you have to leave town before they figure out. That's right. That's right. You'd have to be, uh, if you, you want to avoid peril. That's right. Peril. Poker, 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 duck. If you don't you want to avoid peril, don't be a poker duck. Got a chicken or a cow. <laughs> no. Traveling poker player. Yeah, because that way, because also the word of you being a shark would it only spread. It would spread, but it would only spread as far as. That's true. No one's going to be uh, tweeting, uh, played cards with uh, this guy, Liam. Yeah. You know, he screwed me over. Mm. Uh, one day, the pass would catch up to you. That's what would always happen in the, in the West. Well, you know, in the Westerns. The pass, someone's pass would catch up to them. Yeah, that's true. So someone, you'd be there, you'd be. Clint Eastwood, unforgiving, you'd be on your farm, you know, you've rebuilt your life, and then someone comes walking up, hey, Liam. Uh, that's not me. He's not here anymore. My name is Steve. <laughs> I'm Steve. <laughs> I came here from New Zealand. <laughs> I know who you are. But no, it, it, it would be like, you have to choose your path wisely. Yeah. yeah or yeah. what it would be, you'd leave like Denver, yeah. and you'd set off to your next town in like, you know, neighboring South Dakota, mm. and then you'd go this way, and then eventually work your way down to California, and the old mate... Bleeding Gums McGee has just gone straight to California, and yeah. then you run into him again, and you're like, "Hi, man! <laughs> Fancy some cards?" Little does he know that you've already reloaded. That's true. So you've got the you've got the advantage. Always, always reload. <laughs> always reload in advance. If there's one thing that I've learned from video games, mm. is if you've got nothing going on, you reload. reload that gun. Reload that gun. Mm. I've always thought just the whole idea of reloading because I've always thought that would be interesting about the the musket. Yes. Yeah, back in the old oh, musket God, yeah. days. Like, yeah. gosh. But it makes you realise, You've right? got one shot. Yeah. You imagine Eminem would have been a great musket gun. I was literally... You've got one shot. I, 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 was, I was about to do it too, and I thought, no, maybe not Eminem. And you went for it, and I praise you for that. Oh, low-hanging fruit, then. <laughs> no. There's well, one way to survive all these places in history. Low-hanging fruit. You've got to go for the low-hanging fruit. you got to do, though. Yeah. you kind of do. Because yeah. if, you, if, yeah. you, if you're kind yeah. of cu- cutting off the bottom, the low-hanging fruit... You're not really going to survive. You're not going to survive. No. That's what it's all about. That's right. Don't, don't waste, you know, valuable energy. That's right. You're going to go horse ride over the mountains and not die of dysentery through the blizzard. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that would be. You know, you, it, it really is like now. I pan Red Dead Redemption quite a lot. Not a fan of that game. Too mm. slow for me. Not really. Which is ironic, given my number one is to slowly travel across America. <laughs> <laughs> your number one is literally. Yeah. Your number one is literally to be a character from Red Dead Redemption. That's right. And technology has given you the ability to live this out. That's, that's correct, yeah. Too slow. Yeah, because I don't, it's like having, you know, have to find the, the, the just, right coats. I just think you didn't get, get to get into it. I think, you, I think you've got to give it some more time. I got into it. I eventually got into I it. I gave it six Took, good hours. Yeah, you know, you've got to give it more than that. The Wild West. Yeah. I guess it's... Yeah, I guess I get I, your life. That's what. I think if I was there, I would expect it. And yeah. I'd kind of have to survive it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas when I'm on my couch, I can just turn it off. That's true. So... That's the difference. Yeah, that's, yeah fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> well, I mean, while, while I said, you know, it had, uh, I love I love a Western, things like that had occurred to me as well, actually. Yeah. Um, it's the idea, the idea of survival, greener pastures, trying to find something new and exciting, and you're always in the move. It's always go, 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 which is yeah. kind of like how I... And you're, self, and you're sustainable. You're living off the land. Yeah, you have to be. You have to be good at hunting. You have to be good at cooking. You have to be good at all that kind of stuff, because if you're not, you're just going to die in a ditch. Yeah, yeah. I cut you off then. Sorry, Len. Oh, honestly? can't remember what I was going to say, so it's A-OK. <laughs> well, there we go. So places in time to time travel to. That's now, right. honourable mentions, I've got a few honourable mentions. I have, I have one. You have one? You, you go, so you go nuts for yours. So the, the idea of all this came from me watching a, a film called Get Back. Get Back. Or a series, a, a series on Disney Plus about the Beatles, Peter Jackson. He went and recreated all this behind-the-scenes footage of the Beatles playing. And I watched that, uh-huh. and I heard Peter Jackson being interviewed about the making of it, and that's what he was going for. He was going for this idea of when would I go back in history and where, what room would I like to be in? Mm. And that was the room he would love to be in. And that's yeah. why he's a filmmaker. He didn't go back to a time and place. He went back to a room. He went back to a room, a specific room, and he sat there and he watched the Beatles wow. as they recorded you know, the Let It, Let it, let it Be and, and, and some Abbey Road stuff. But like they, those, those final... Recording sessions as the band was breaking up. Like he went back and watched it, and I was watching that, and I just thought about what it would like to be be a Beatle. Because if I could go back and be anybody, I think I'd be a Beatle. This was your number three originally, wasn't it? My number three was the year three thousand. 
So you try you'd, you'd go back into a historical three thousand. And I'd go I'd go forward in time. Okay. And I realised yeah it probably didn't fit in. I changed it, but I'd just imagine like if you go, I'd, I'd love to go and see what actually happens. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm not very hopeful for society. Okay. So I'm kind of always the optimist. I'd probably like to go back. So the year three thousand. This is another another one. Uh, the nineteen twenties Berlin. Oh. So. You'd go back until Hitler's paintings were pretty good. I'd go back and shoot Hitler. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> no, but the German Expressionism movement from the from nineteen twenties uh, Berlin. Okay. That was a real creative revolution. That one really. And you watch the films. You go back and watch that stuff that they were doing in the 20s. They were doing lots of stuff with mirrors and, and miniatures. and They're doing all real-world special effects. And they create, like if you've ever seen Metropolis, like they create the most amazing images. I, like, I, I have seen Metropolis. You would have seen Metropolis. At, yes, at, at uni. You know that, yes, the, <laughs> the film degree that I did. Correct. <laughs> That's all right, one of those things. So, like... But I've always been fascinated by the German Expressionist movement okay. because of, partly because of what happened after it because like there was this group of artists that were true revolutionaries that were doing stuff truly yeah. out of like, you know, like they were, they were breaking laws. Awesome. That sounds like pretty good. And that would be an honorable mention. Yes. Now, I, I did joke about Japan before, but I originally did want to put one Japan in. Yeah. And it was, the, it was like 60s, 70s, 80s Japan. I know that's quite a long kind of um, uh, time frame, but here's the reason why. After World War Two, obviously, they lost. America came in, yeah, kind of yeah, got yeah. them back on their feet. They had a whole change of heart, and the technological boom just went crazy. Crazy. I would have loved to have been there during the technological boom, just seeing how. When? What? What? What time? The the the, the What time did you say? Seventies, sixties. Well, sixties and seventies, I'm guessing, because I think after the fifties, the Americans were there like mid fifties. Yeah. And then they shipped off. Yeah. And then they kind of, and then Japan kind of went through their boom from there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I I just have have this idea of like walking through. You know, 60s, 70s Japan, when it's starting to really kind of build back yeah, up yeah. from the from the war, yeah. and you're starting to get a lot of those the mixture of the old the old country yeah. with the yeah. new country with this American kind of influence. Yeah, that a lot fascinating. Of it would be fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. But I don't, think, I don't think there's been any bigger like this huge cultural shift in a country that no. I could think of than like the emperor Hirohito in Japan, yeah, yeah. World War Two, and then all of a sudden. Modern Japan? Like, how did that happen? Yeah, America. <laughs> the Great Renovator. Yeah. Catherine the Great. They call her the Great Renovator. What, what about the Americans in the yeah. 50s and 60s? That's right. But no, that, I think that'd be a really fascinating time to be in. I, I, I kind of continued on to the 70s and 80s because obviously the 80s is when there was kind of a massive video game boom. A lot of the, the, yeah. the video game arcades would have started coming through, yeah, like yeah. Seegers and stuff like that. Can you imagine that? That being a, like, as an old dream job, as being a video game designer. Mm-hmm. In like nineteen eighties Japan, oh, boom period, boom period, or or until, or, until it died, like in the, the late eighties, then you had to kind yeah. of build it back up again. Yeah, that's true. And but then yeah. I'd like to be in nineties Japan, and then two thousands Japan. You just be- <laughs> and then probably two thousand. Just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, but that, that, that's literally my own, my only honourable mention. Because I think Japan would have been a great option there. I think it would have been an amazing place to have been. Yes, especially especially in that rebuild period, would have been really really fascinating. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think that's a. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's us. I think we've done it. We've done very well this evening. We have. We've, we've talked a lot out of an episode we weren't too sure we were going to talk a lot about. Yeah. And here we are. Here we are. So let us know how we've gone. Well, please do. Please do. I've, I've, I've put it out to the uh, – already, before you even come close to listening to this episode, I've put a, a little thing on our, on our Insta. Oh, yes. Hoping to get you guys to tell us a little bit about your favourite places yes. or places that you would travel to if you had the opportunity to travel back in time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, get involved. Obviously, like we said, that's ranked pod at mm. Gmail, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all mm. the things. Um, and yeah, Rob, any, uh, any finals, any final thoughts this evening? You know, every time yeah. I'd never prepare one. No. And then on the moment I go, oh shit, no final thought. Now, sometimes, sometimes you don't think about it as well. And you, you're just like, you're there. I rip it up, just whip it out. You whip it out. Don't, I mean, don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's my fault. Yeah, um, here's my final thought. To go back to a time when I could whip it out without consequences. Um, <laughs> tracks. Uh, forward slash little s, everybody. Forward slash little s. Um, what I will say is I think this is why we both love stories and we both love films and we both love because even though you, maybe we haven't seen the same films, sure. you, you love films. I you do love, love yeah. watching uh 
you know, anime. You just, you just watch other stuff. Sure. And you've got an amazing insight into all those things. And, and it's similar stuff. That's why I love these kind of things. We're loving stories. And we go, we love to go to these other parts of the It's like travel now. Like we yeah. love to go to other places in our mind, in our, in our imagination, and question what it would have been like yeah. to expand our, our horizons. And it's great. It's a great way to, to live. Yeah. You can travel without going anywhere. That's right. Come with me, you will see a world of pure imagination. Man, every good episode ends on a Willy Wonka. See you later, guys. See you next Tuesday. <laughs>